Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions with your friends and with your family. I'm Charlotte Pressler, and I'm the youth missioner for the Episcopal Diocese of San Diego. And I'm the Reverend Hannah Wilder, and I am Faith to Go All-Star and the priest at St. Andrew's Encinitas. <laughs> you are, in fact, the Faith to Go All-Star, Hannah, because as usual, you are filling in when we need you most because David is traveling this week. And while we miss him, I am really happy to get to hang out with you and talk about, you know, the gospel. Amen. I'm happy to be here. I'm really thrilled. And um, yeah, we miss David. We wish him safe travels. But you and I rock. We can do this. That's right. Yes, we can. <laughs> So, Hannah, one of the things which you know all too well that we always like to do as we are starting off on the podcast is talk about a place where we have seen God during the week. Um, And I know that you have a reflection on that this week. That's right. I'm here at Viña de la Stoniac Retreat Center in Temecula with the clergy of the Episcopal Diocese of San Diego. And it has been such a wonderful annual parish retreat. I'm sorry, annual clergy conference. <laughs> it's been a wonderful annual clergy conference. Maybe it's made especially sweeter because we didn't gather last year, you know, but it was just so good to be in person with people. There was this one afternoon where we were sitting out on a patio with just like perfect weather and a beautiful breeze overlooking the mountains and enjoying time with one another. Um, the conversations have been inspiring. We've been talking a lot about hope. And I just feel a lot of rejuvenation and new energy, which I know comes from God. So that's, that's so my God sighting this week. That's a really beautiful one because it names not only the beauty of the place that you were and the time set apart that you were, both of which for me are definitely ways that I connect to God. Um, but that humble access of being with others is always a really deep, especially people, I would imagine, I'm not a priest, um, but I would imagine that being with other people's whose vocation, whose call is the same as yours, um, is deeply filling. Yes. Yes, it is. And it's something that you can sort of tangibly sense. You know, like if you're ever in a room full of priests and they're singing, it's just one of the most holy, glorious, wonderful experiences, you know, because there's like a unity with your breath all being the same as you sing. And I don't think it's restricted just to priests, though. Of course, any group of people singing is a glorious thing. Um, But yeah, yeah, it's been life giving to be sure. And I am happy that you all were able to gather together in person after almost two years of separation at this point that we are looking at. And I'm just excited that we're in this place where now we get to gather together safely, right? Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. I mean, we were keeping masks on because there's a community of nuns who live here who are older. And so we were very careful and that felt good and right. Yeah. Yes, it did. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, And we want to hear from you. We want to hear about where you saw God this week, um, how you connected with your community, your faith community, your personal community. Um, And there's lots of ways that you can do that. You can email us, faith2go at edsd.org. You can message us through the website, myfaith2go.org. Or you can contact us on Instagram at faith2go. All of those are great ways to contact us. And you are an important part of our community. And so please engage with us and let us know where you saw God, how you connected with each other, and if you have anything that you want to ask us about, all of those things. 
And Hannah, I think that brings us to our conversation about the gospel. Um, this week's gospel is for the tenth Sunday, the tenth of October, which is the twentieth Sunday after Pentecost, proper twenty-three. It comes from Mark chapter ten, and it is verses seventeen through thirty-one. As he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, "Good teacher." What must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. He said to him, Teacher, I have kept all these since my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, You lack one thing. Go sell what you own and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When he heard this, he was shocked and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, "How hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God!" And the disciples were perplexed at these words. But Jesus said to them again, "Children." How hard it is to enter the kingdom of God! It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were greatly astounded and said to one another, "Then who can be saved?" Jesus looked at them and said, "For mortals it is impossible, but not for God. For God all things are possible." Peter began to say to him, "Look, we have left everything and followed you." Jesus said, "Truly I tell you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of the good news who will not receive a hundredfold now in this age, houses, brothers and sisters, mothers and children and fields with persecutions, and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first." Wow. Wow. <laughs> There's just a lot going on in this gospel. There sure is. There sure is. And I know that you had a little bit of context to help us before we got to our points. Yes, right. So this is in between two different passion predictions in the Gospel of Mark, and it's when Jesus is on the way with his disciples to Jerusalem. So they're on the way both literally and spiritually. You know, they're just on this path, and so we see Jesus is um deepening and maturity as a teacher um this is really a beautiful intimate conversation between him and this rich young man yeah and it, as far as where it falls exactly in the gospel it is immediately after the gospel we heard last week um a lot of times the lectionary jumps around or leaves right. out chunks but this time it's back to back it's just a lot of That's teaching true. from jesus right now <laughs> That's right, which is awesome because that's the best, you know? Totally agree. And Hannah, I think you have our first point for today. Okay, well, I mean, the first thing I'm struck by is, you know, what must I do? And so I'm just thinking about, you know, we've all probably had times where it felt like we have everything we need, but there's still a restlessness or a desire, something missing, maybe like a quality of emptiness that we just couldn't fill and you know Jesus is like yeah you lack something 
Um, and so I'm thinking about the times in my life when I have felt um, maybe trapped in the life that I have or like mm-hmm. I just can't see the possibilities. I can't see the way out or how to change or how to make change or how to be someone different. And I just keep repeating old patterns and I feel stuck. You know, sometimes I we feel stuck in life. And um, Jesus, in his question, in his statement to him or his direction to him, he's basically saying, you know, go sell what you own and give the money to the poor and you'll have treasure in heaven and then come and follow me. And it's not necessarily a challenge. I think it's words of hope mm. and of salvation because when we're in that place of like, ah, I don't know how to unstuck my life. I can't see the possibilities. It's those times when salvation comes and it's not a like being made more safe and comfortable. It's the opposite. It's like your life being turned upside down, everything coming unglued, you become unhinged. And it's those moments when we can actually make real change. You know, we have the chance to totally reinvent ourselves, you know, and it feels terrible. It feels like the rugs ripped out from underneath you. But you know what? Those are the times when we can enter into the possibilities and 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 be a little bit more free. Mm-hmm. And and I just have a quick story to illustrate that if that's okay. Um, in 2007 and eight, we had wildfires in our diocese. And I remember talking to one of our priests in the diocese, the Reverend Leland Jones, mm-hmm. who's now at St. John's Fallbrook and his house burned in those fires. You know, it was a couple months after the fire. He shared with me that not that he ever would have wanted his house to burn, of course not, but that now that it had and all his photo albums and clothes and junk and stuff was gone, that he had he was experiencing a certain freedom, oh. you know? And, and there was so much loss and grief wrapped up in that too because some things are irreplaceable, you know, and they have such sentimental value like photos, but... Um, he didn't have a bunch of stuff he had to haul around and figure out how to move from place to place. And that's just one example um, of God working through grief and loss to give freedom and possibility. And I'm just wondering if that might be kind of what Jesus is getting at in this passage. Well, and I think that as I'm listening to you talk, that there was a specific section in it that uh, in your reflection that stood out for me. And it was sell everything you own, and then come follow me. And sometimes Jesus is giving instructions that are supposed to be followed in a specific order for a reason, right? Like, and I was thinking about that because it's like what you said, that if you sell everything you own, those things that are blocking you from God, that are challenging you from God, and I'm not, and I'm saying sell everything you own in an unburdening sense, that then you are able to follow, because all of those things that were weighing you down and complicating and making everything hard, you have now let go of. Ooh, I love that. I love that. And it doesn't have to be wealth or things or stuff that we're letting go of. It could be um, your anger. It could be your busyness. It could be your to-do list. I mean, all the things that keep us from really connecting to God and really mm-hmm. receiving sustenance. What yeah. gets in the way? of sustaining what sustains you, you know? Yeah. What if we let go of those things? Preconceived expectations. Anyway, that might be mine. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Little therapy session here. I know, right? But sometimes talking about the gospel is really healing for a lot of ways because maybe it is also a cracking open for us of our own personal stuff 
that's in it, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Because I think so, and I hope I hope so. Like that's kind of the point of this podcast, right? Like making relevant something that is two thousand years old, right? And still yeah. incredibly relevant. Yeah. 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 Um, well, and that takes us to our second point, which is mine, um, and it is again a little truth telling from Jesus. Jesus likes to tell the truth. And it my mine comes from very here at the end at, of the gospel after Peter has said, "We have already left everything and followed you." Jesus says, "Truly I tell you that no one who has left his house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of the good news who will not receive a hundredfold now in this age." houses, brothers and sisters, mothers and children, and fields with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. And I think that it's really interesting. I've been, I've read through that section since Monday about four times because I kept coming back to it for a lot of reasons. Um, But specifically, it's when Jesus says that if you have left all of these things behind, your house, your family, your fields, and all of that, that you are going to, you will receive a hundredfold all of those things. But Jesus doesn't just name the good stuff, right? Because after he has listed all of those things, mothers, brothers, sisters, fields, blah, 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 he also says, and persecutions. With persecutions. You were going to get all of those things with persecutions. And that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Thanks, right? Jesus. <laughs> right. Thanks a lot, Jesus. Thanks for pointing that out. Um, but I think that it goes along exactly with what you were talking about, Hannah, or maybe it follows right after that. And I know we've talked about it here on the podcast before. And that is the more closely I am following Jesus, the more closely I am following the good news, you know, for the sake of the good news, as it says right here, the more difficult it is. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. sometimes that's because following Jesus is the hard way. It's not always the easy way. It highlights our insecurities. Um, It makes us more aware of our missteps. Um, going back to what you said, it it highlights all of our stuff, our physical mm-hmm. stuff, our emotional stuff, our mental stuff. It highlights all of it. And in each instance, when it's brought to our attention, we have the opportunity to notice it and deal with it so that we can more closely follow Jesus or to pretend that it doesn't exist. So yeah. Jesus says, you know, sell all your stuff and then follow me. And by the way, when you have sold all your stuff, you're going to be rewarded with a hundred times more stuff to deal with. And what mm. is that stuff? Like maybe some of it is good, but like, does that mean then that we are responsible for more deeply caring for each other, for working harder to affect the injustices in the world, to rectify them? Um, like what are these persecutions that I'm going to be given? Are they just my own or are they a naming of the ways in which others are afflicted in my responsibility to take action? Whoa, whoa, preach it. That's amazing, (laughs) Charlotte. Yes. But it is, it's a challenge, right? Like I know that it's also an invitation and there is also hope in that, but I think that hope comes with challenges for us. It challenges us to be open to the world 
and hopeful for the ways in which we can make it a better place. Amen. And I think, too, that hope is born out of distress. Mm. Like, if everything's going fine in your life, you don't think much about hope. But it's when you're in distress that you are hoping, you know, so much for something different or better or for salvation. And so, yes, hope, challenge, they all go together. Yeah. And it's scary, right? I mean, I think this whole discipleship thing, being a disciple of Jesus is scary because it's like, we just want to be comfortable and safe and kind of get through life and like enjoy our kids' lives and stuff. And yet we're called to discipleship and to um, following Jesus, which is not comfortable. (laughs) The opposite. I, yeah, I mean, I think it's so interesting. You you highlight this. I've never seen this before in the text, but that we are rewarded with more um, challenge. And it's like, it's like, you know, to whom much is given, much is expected, oh, yeah. you know? And it's like, as, as I grow and change and learn more about leadership and, um, you know, make terrible blunders and things, you know, I do feel like I, I receive more responsibility. And then it's just more challenge (laughs) you know yeah where is the cushy sofa with the remote control for me jesus right yeah where's the corner office and the minions and you know that's not what this is about unfortunately no no and i think that perhaps when we are looking for those things then we clearly know that we have gone off the path i mean that is not what jesus or his life was about you know and every single one of the disciples was executed. And so this religion that we claim is a dangerous thing, you know, and if it's not, I feel like we're probably doing it wrong. Yeah. On that uplifting note. (laughs) (laughs) Best podcast ever. I know, right? never going to go out of town again. (laughs) No, no, but I do think that the Jesus that I want, the faith that I want is transformational. I want to be transformed. Um, and I want to walk closely with Christ in all things, even in those moments when it's hard, even in those moments when I do it wrong, um, of which there are plenty of them. But that in each of those steps and in each of those moments, I take them in hope of a closer relationship of a better world, and of a community of people that love me. Yeah, I love that. So taking it back to the hope for the end, friends, because we (laughs) want to leave you with hope and we want to hear from you. Hannah and I have each illustrated one point from the gospel. Um, Hannah talked about the interaction between the loving interaction between Jesus and this wealthy man and the opportunity of what it means to be rid or freed from everything that you have um, and what that can look like afterwards. And then the second point was mine, which talked about rewards coming with challenges um, and that and Jesus's brutal honesty, like Jesus never sugarcoats it, right? Like even when he is talking about the little children for us, he's always going to keep it real. And mm-hmm. I do I do need that. I need to hear about the ways in which we are rewarded for closely following and the challenge that comes with that too. So yeah. 
after those two points, we still need a third and we want to know what yours would be. So take a few minutes and go back and read this gospel. It is Mark chapter 10, verses 17 through 31. And then send us an email, faithtogo at edsd.org, or visit the website, myfaithtogo.org, or hop on Instagram and message us there. Whichever way works best for you, let us know what did this, what stood out in this gospel for you. And, and what are you going to carry with you this week or unburden yourself of? this week could be that's right Mm -hmm. what are you going to be free of and what new possibility will you step into yep and hannah i'm excited to say that even though you and i got to record together today we also get to record together next week it's so exciting i love faith to go i'm so happy to be here thank you yes and we (laughs) will miss david um but we are happy that he is getting to take this trip and do some good work of his own, and we will welcome him back when he gets back. Um, But until that time, we will see you next week, and we say, bye, everybody. Bye.